Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 486 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? Fucking not as good as you. You've had an eventful day. Oh, well, you know, we've had an eventful day because, you know, it just so happened the business paths crossed over with fucking stepdad. For, 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 you know, I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of little nibbles here and there for, for him, but today was the first opportunity that he had <laughs> to, uh, to, to, throw, to throw one back my way. And, um, and, oh, yeah, and it was fucking enjoyable. Did not because, disappoint. Oh, look, did you, did mean, you have the, 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 the absolute pleasure of, of dealing with Jay or the, the fucking tantric tantric satisfaction of the pleasure of dealing with his business partner who is, no, no, if there's no, ever I someone that I fucking have dealt with for a very brief period of time that I've realised just how fucking good they are at what they do it's that guy He's pretty good, and, hey. And that's no, no, that's no disrespect to Jay. No, not at all. <laughs> now, now, look, I've got, I've got to, I've got to say, if I could, like, yeah, step, stepdad, fucking stepped up. That motherfucker, he's like a, he's like a shark, and um, the fucking cold dead eyes, and and, yeah. and, and let me tell you, when actually when really the matter, the matter that he was working, when he, he's he's he calls me up to relay the like the the first status after the first call with this you know situation, and um and and why why while he's telling me about it. I'm getting abusive texts from the subject of the call, <laughs> and um, and just that are just just driving like perfectly with what I'm getting told in one ear. <laughs> it was yes. fucking hilarious, and um, <laughs> and so yeah, so it's been yeah, it's it's been a bit back and back and forth all day, and we had, and uh, just before we we pressed record tonight, there was a uh, yeah some. <laughs> Some updates, late, some late updates, and twists and everything. It's a, it's a sensational, pro, Team, a sensational plot. Teamless Tuesday and, had an extra player. We thought, we thought one was scrubbed, <laughs> and, and you know, and I said some cold blooded shit that I meant. Yeah, and I won't repeat that though because oh my god, no. I mean, there won't be any cancelling. I mean, it's not something that's cancelable, but it'll change the way people think that's about it. friendly fucking their friendly boy Nate. Like, uh, he's a fr- he's a friendly guy. He's the peacemaker. I mean. <laughs> Read your terms no and conditions, people. Ever. He, he, lo- he, lo- he loves everybody. No and one's he ever said to, any of those has, things. And he has to protect little Glenny from getting fucking beat on by, by stepdad Least of all that. Of all the things that people have never said, that's Glenny. the thing they've never said the most. No, they have. <laughs> Do you not know? Do you not know that Nate's New Year's Eve antics were the inspiration for the Peacemaker dance? That's how Peacemaker he is. <laughs> yeah, Glenny. Uh. Do you want to taste it? That's that's what I say to you, Glenny. In a reference that you have no fucking idea about. No, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound hey, right. Hey, look, whatever way you take it, take it. Just throw, throw your dog the invisible bone, Glenny. <laughs> Does it taste like rat sack smells? Yes, but uh, read, read your terms and conditions, kiddies. 
read your terms and conditions. Look, listen, like seriously, don't, don't, don't get between a man and his money, or else, I've, you know, the man, that man might fucking, he might, he might have a stepdad, <laughs> and then, and he might put that stepdad on you, and if he puts that stepdad on you, you're gonna fucking wish he didn't. <laughs> fool me once, shame on, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, you're gonna fucking get the stepdad. <laughs> We're triggering that much cool childhood again. trauma right now. <laughs> yeah, trigger, trigger warning for the people who had uh, less ideal relations <laughs> with their stepdads. And of course, I mean, take this opportunity to welcome the new listeners as well. Welcome to the, to, show. to the number one rugby league podcast on the planet. <laughs> yeah, where sometimes, sometimes we talk about rugby league. We do. <laughs> Look, it's also it's also I mean you know if, if people don't realize it's also a chance for for you know it's a geographically separate especially in the case of Glennie who lives you know a couple of hours away it's just an opportunity for us a couple of times a week to, to you know get on the call together sometimes we trip over a fucking conversation about rugby league yeah exactly have a chat we got, I mean, we've, got we've got to catch up first and then we then, do. We, then we can then we talk about footy you know you know what yeah. happens if we go straight into the footy Glennie we end up like Jackson Hastings <clears throat> Touching and it too much. <laughs> too many touches, snapped limbs. Playing for the West Tigers in general. Yeah, fair call. Did you see Jacko on Twitter today? I did. Or yesterday? Fucking yes. oath I did, and good on him. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he was being slandered or anything, though. Oh. I mean, it's not like some other stuff that's been going on this week. I mean, it was just like, hey, could you please stop showing my fucking leg getting broken on everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they they put that you know they said they 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 put like you know a weekend track behind it and it's you know it's an ad now. So yeah, exactly. But look, that's you know that's what happens. You make spectacular plays, you get thrown on the highlight reels. You do. That's how it works in this game. Um, speaking of, as we were saying, like you know people were wronged. The Ricky Stewart thing played out. Obviously, it had happened before we recorded last time. We wanted to see how if it would resolve itself by the time we recorded again. And just like the rugby league gods dictate, yes, it has. And Ricky Stewart has found himself with a $25,000 fine and a seven-day ban. It's almost like a deregistration, really, such as such as the, the, the lack of contact of anything yeah. to do with the fucking club he's allowed to have. So he's getting a one-week holiday. Um, I demand phone taps. Phone taps? Well, because rem- remember the last time, well, I don't know if it was the last time this happened, but remember that when it happened with one um, Flano senior. Yes. And then they look at his emails and he's just fucking yeah. Like, I mean, so the NRL should be very well equipped to understand the various avenues in which a coach may try to circumvent Although any wasn't, bans. Wasn't that because like Cronulla then tried to like volunteer some information for a minor breach on something else, and in mm. doing so, like handed over all of his emails? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was fucking classic. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Alex Jones situation. Yeah, that's right. It <laughs> also happened this week. And um, well, I'll tell you what. crackpots getting killed by their representation. I'll tell you what. If an entire fucking fan base morphed together and formed a person, the Sharks would be Alex Jones. Yeah. I would agree. Yes. I, 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 I think they would agree. Yes, they would. I mean... Like they, you know, they fondly, they fondly remember the time that they, that, that they, you know, tried to you know, fight the Lebanese off their, off their golden beaches in the yeah, Shire. That's I mean, it. It's, 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 all, it's like a, it's a, it's a regional public holiday there, I believe. In fact, I believe the Sharks fans refer to that day as uh, their Sandy Hook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I make that the title. I'm just gonna make it Sandy Hook, and people are gonna see it, and there's gonna be like, oh fuck, what have they said? What's going? No, what have they said this time? What? How bad is this gonna be? Um, <laughs> but back to the back to the uh, the story at hand, though. So yeah, Ricky, Ricky, one week uh, total suspension, twenty five thousand dollar fine. Uh, I think that we speculated the other night that you know he'd get fined about twenty grand. Well, they bumped it up a little bit more, and. Um, now is the chance for us to actually talk about the situation. So obviously everyone knows about the weak gutted dog press conference that happened after Canberra's loss to the um, Panthers and the incident in the game where um, Jamin Salmon uh, kicked Starling in the nuts. And when asked about that incident, Ricky said, look, I've, you know, I've known, I've known this kid, you know, since he was a kid, he was a weak gutted dog back then. He's a weak gutted dog now. Um, <clears throat> so, there's a little bit to unpack here, but I think people are getting bogged in with what did he say? What did he do when he was 12? That Ricky had to hold on to it for a decade and then blow up at a, at a press conference. And the answer is, it doesn't fucking matter because 12-year-old kids can be cunts at the best of times. Clint and I understand this. And, uh, and you, will too, you will soon. Especially because chips don't fall far from the block. <laughs> chips and blocks and apples and fucking trees. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. Sometimes you chop down the apple tree because you can't get the apples out of it because they just actually don't fall out of the tree, and then the chips don't fall far from the block once you've chopped the cut down. Well, I mean, it's like it's like a blo- it's like a block of fucking diamond. I mean, you just <laughs> there's nothing can be done. Um, oh, that's yeah, so brilliant. <laughs> And, and so, and and so, it doesn't it doesn't matter what he what he said back then when he was a kid, because even if he said the, the most heinous shit that you could possibly imagine, a decade later, in a press conference unrelated to that incident, to to, to trawl that back up again when you're this guy who is a you know legendary player of the game, successful premiership winning coach long-tenured person of the game of rugby league, you don't get up there in front of a microphone and use that platform to try and litigate some fucking decade-old grudge against something that happened when a kid was 12 years old. So I think the, the, the first thing that I would like to say is that, I mean, in this in regards to this, instance, this incident, both of, both of them are cunts. One was a cunt when he was a kid, though. And one, yeah. still, and, and, one, and one still is. No one's... No one's He's pro- he is probably almost certainly in the wrong for whatever happened when he was a kid. Ricky is certainly in the wrong to bring it up when he did now. And, um, yeah, now we see what happens. I, mean, I guess yeah. I think because of the suspension and the, and the, and the, um, and the fine and everything like that, that'll probably cool down the salmon side. Like they'll probably, I don't think they'll take it much further themselves. Um, but you know, it, Yeah, it it probably speaks more about Ricky Stewart and and the fucking hell that that is his fucking mental state day in day out. Mm. Like I'm thinking back now to when I was 12 years old, and like for fuck's sake, like that's what's the difference between you know 12 and 12 and nine? It's three years. It's fucking nothing. That's that's COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah. a nine-year-old at the beginning of COVID to a twelve-year-old now. 
Yep. How much does that fucking kid understand about the world and the impact of that? Now, they should have a decent understanding and they know right and wrong and they know how to rationalize and all of that stuff. But really, to say something, and, and what he said must have been pretty fucking bad for for it to to affect Ricky like that. Well, to affect his kid to the point then that Ricky got involved and then he must have got involved fairly at a fairly high volume because then that got the father of you know, Salmon involved yeah. and then reports say they had to be separated now, or whatever. Now, here's this one thing. Take everything else out of it. Can you imagine the sort of person that goes at, as, a, as a fucking adult? Mm. There's, there's no physicality involved here, right? There's no physicality involved. There's words. Now, yes, words hurt. But to go at a kid so hard that then their parent needs to come in and defend them, that's the first part of this story is that it's a fucking giant red flag. There's a fucking giant red flag. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem with a child, you don't go to the child, you go to the parents. Exactly. Now, presumably, everything I read said they were teammates. Yeah. Right? So presumably, you're in the same place at the same time as these people fucking at least two times a week. Yeah. You yeah. know, train, train over, over a prolonged period of months. That's it. Yeah. You know? So there's the first giant red flag. Then, to fucking hold on to it for that fucking long. Now, um, I fucking hold on to a lot of things from my past. A lot of things from my past. But I understand that that's also my own failing and I don't fucking go around airing them in any sort of capacity to anyone, let alone on a fucking international broadcaster at a press conference of a professional sporting event. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's red flag number two. Then, number three, is the way he fucking phrased it was so fucking dishonest Mm -hmm. I've had a bit to do with that kid. Yeah. Now, that implies that he's had a bit to do with him, you know, um, other than... He's known him all his life sort of thing, Well, essentially. You know what you had to do with him? Actually, fucking nothing. Mm. Because you stood on the sideline and watched it training and watched it games as your kid played on the same kid that he, the same team that he did. Yep. That's not having something to do with him. That's having That's a casual acquaintance. knowing that kid's name from your past. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and I've had you know um, I've known him since he was twelve years old. Uh, well, no, you've known of him since he was twelve years old. You've known you knew him. For, you knew him for brief brief snapshots of hours at a time when he That's was twelve it. years old. That's it. Yeah. And and he was enough at twelve years old to fucking rattle you <laughs> to to going straight at a fucking prepubescent boy like uh, some well, sort of is... fucking drunk ancient Greek at a party. Like, Jesus Christ. The only other person in the NRL that cares as much about young children is Brett Finch. (laughs) 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 Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Oh, man, you're going to kill me with this shit. But from from step one, nothing about that that situation is excusable at all. Yep. At all. Now, then he goes and relies on the fact that, and fucking, the bit that fucks me off again, 
is that he's got his mates in the fucking press like Paul Kent going, oh. Who, who, who are known who are yeah. known to be mates of his yeah. and have a track record of just batting for him on any, any cause. Oh, oh, disabled daughter, the Ricky Stewart Foundation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, someone said something about his daughter. Oh, and she's disabled. Fucking disabilities are shit. But yeah. you know what? I know people with disabled children <laughs> of varying degrees that are doing it a lot fucking tougher than Ricky Stewart and have to put up with a lot more shit in terms of hardships or, or unkindness or unpleasantness towards their children, but but don't go fucking shirt-fronting prepubescent children. boys. <laughs> yep. You know, like, like Mr. Fucking Tough Hero does. Yep. Like... For fuck's yeah. sake, it, it's a fucking tragedy when any child's life, you know, and, and look, you say that with a grain of salt. Then I've spoken to parents who go, no, to me, it's not a tragedy. It's who they are and they're just as special. And, you know, that, that <laughs> point of view has to be respected as well. But but ju- just because that, that that's happened in your family, it's not an excuse for this sort mm-hmm. of shit. Yep. You know? And it's um, not an out. It, sh- it shouldn't be an out. Regardless of of your family makeup or or whatever issues that your your family or any individual within your family might might uh, be dealing with, yeah. um, having having that amongst your family unit in any capacity, no matter what it is, is not an excuse to to go at a child not, to the yeah. point again where you know t- as you said, Jay, where the dad feels compelled in a in a setting such as a, a sporting team that he feels like his child is being attacked by an adult. Yeah. That, that's essentially the only, you know, the time where you would fucking step up and and create that yeah. sort of engagement with with another adult, right? That's Clearly it. he felt like his child was being attacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just someone's made a fucking yeah. shit comment towards their kid, which happens, and but attacked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's it. And then, again, to hold on to it, Whatever the fuck it was, and not get to a point in your life where you're like, you know what, kids can be cunts, and kids yeah. can say some fucking shit things. Yep, and and they do, <clears throat> and that that's what kids do to but hold then, on to it. But also for him to have played the game as well, and to have the reputation he had when playing the game mm. for a little bit of fucking niggle. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. put it that way. To not understand that, you know, and again, I don't want to condone what, what Salmon did, the, whether it was intentional or not, that's, that's fucking the etiquette of the game is you don't fucking kick people in the cags, mm. right? Yep, yep. But I, I can't think of a situation where lashing out with the foot is okay. Maybe if your fucking leg's twisted and hurting and, and you can't get them off, maybe, you know? Yeah, maybe, but it, but even then you would have you know you still have to explain yourself in the exactly. media and stuff afterwards, sure. and then look at the tape and go, yeah, of course, okay. yeah, that's it. So, yeah. but and so what, again, not excusing what Sam did at all, but but to then to then equate that to well, hang on, he he must he must do this now because he did that when he was a kid. And I know nothing of him in between. Because he because he said that when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, he didn't that's do it. anything that's either. It. He just said something, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's it. You know. Yeah. Man, I I feel horrific about some of the way like there were some of our peers when we were younger. Like there there was a kid, we knew that if he got rolled up enough, he'd throw chairs. 
and we'd all get yeah. you know forty five minutes out of class. Yeah, you know it, it's fucking horrible. That that these days that child would have been diagnosed and received sure. ex, extra assistance and treatment and and all of these yep. other things. Back then, he was the the one that went nuts. Yep. You know, so. <coughs> equating something that happened when I was 12 to, to something I did today. Yep. Yeah. But um, for fuck's sake, Ricky, if you know what? It makes me fucking concerned about the Ricky Stewart Foundation and what it does. Because unless Ricky Stewart's now standing up and going, well, fuck, you know what I've learned? That if a child is unkind... What you do is educate them and you go to the other dad and you go, hey, look, I need to talk to you. This is something that your kid said and it's about a child with a disability. What I'd really like to do is offer him the opportunity to fucking come to, you know, whatever special school or this or that or spend some fucking time with the kid. And let's try and explain what it means, what it means for them, how they're a bit different, but these are all the ways they're the same. Yep. Um, You know, to, to help... Would you be okay to for us to organise that? You know, and that, yeah, that's hard if someone's mean to your kid and you have got the red rage and, and all of that stuff. But you got to be better than that. What you're saying is being a part of the solution. Fuck yes. Rather than creating a problem that fucking uh, lingers for ten years until uh, the, your paths converge again. And look, I mean, you know, this is 2022 and it's all about Dairy Queen vibes. So I mean, I'd like to try and think of this as a positive positive thing that came out of this. Yeah. And Jamin Salmon is a He's a fit young footballer. He's obviously come up with great nutrition. I, I expect that he ate a shitload of avocado toast growing up because he had the wonderful advantage of living rent-free in Ricky's head for a decade. Yeah, correct. Now, yeah. I'm glad that he could also finally get out of that absolute cesspool of humanity that causes these things that is the Shire. Again. Yeah, and move to a decent, reputable neighbourhood like Penrith. <laughs> yeah, uh, just some other quick ones here. Uh, we mentioned that it was a, it was rumored to be happening, and and it has happened today. That um, Roosters hooker Sam Verrills has been signed by the Gold Coast Titans on a two year deal, and uh, good move from the Titans. I mean, we, what we've spoken about them all year is the fact that they gambled on inexperience across the entire spine. Uh, it backfired for them uh, dreadfully uh, to the to the extent that they probably end up with a spoon, and so they've got some uh, mega experience in there in at uh, six with Foran. And then they've got uh, Verils, who's, you know, played and won grand finals and uh, still a young a young player as well. He's yet to fully reach his potential, I'd expect. Yep. Um, but yeah, so they've, they've solved half of the problem now. And perhaps with these two guys in there, then, you know, guys like Brimson and, and Sexton or whatever can, you know, get up to snuff and learn to play the game. Yeah, a fucking good get for them. Absolutely. Yeah, a great, a great get. I mean, like he he started he started in uh, at juniors at Manly, and and like if he if I mean I would have loved them to fucking pursue him, you know, had he been had been like an open market sort of situation. Yeah. Um, because he would it would have been great. Um, I tell you, on the Facebook group through the week, uh, someone uh, put the, the, an article in there about uh, David Nofaluma with a train wreck of an interview when they're asking him essentially about 
yeah, what's it like down in Melbourne? How were you received when you got there? What was it like walking into the storm the first day? You know, did they make you feel comfortable and so on? And, you know, what are your plans after it? And, like, the fact of the matter is he's, he's signed to the West Tigers forever, um, essentially. This is a loan situation where at the end of the conclusion of his time in the storm, when their season ends, he goes back. But the way that he... <laughs> He was trying to say that the that he's focusing right now on on doing the best he can for the Melbourne Storm, and it, <clears throat> but the way it came out was basically <laughs> don't let me go back there. Couldn't think of a better place to play finals than at the Melbourne Storm. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Um, what was impressing you about the Storm? Oh, just the culture, the the, the, the culture, the, you know, the great culture they've got and the systems they've got. And it just kept, it just came off as such a, a funny a funny interview where he was uh, shitting on everything Tigers, blowing everything Storm, and it was wonderful. But the reason why I brought that up is because Adam Dewey has revealed that uh, he was a name that was uh, that came up for the Storm loan switch, and he. Um, he didn't. Re- he didn't really. Uh, he found out about it in the media. Didn't look into it, um, and he sort of left it to his manager and the club to deal with. Then his manager just called him, discussed the options and what the Storm were offering him to go down for the rest of the season. And he thought, oh, that'd be a good opportunity to go down. I presume the Storm would want to slot him in at centre because that's where they've really got the need. I think. Yeah. Um, also, where he plays his best football. Oh, some would say. Oh, yeah, no. Not him, so he, but some. <laughs> yeah. And so, so he decided. So he's heard that and gone. Yeah, actually, great idea because unlike Noffa, he's got he's thought about it the right way. He's like, I can go down there and spend two months, learn under them, play yep. some finals footy, That's bring it. that back to the club, come back a better player than I, than I was. And but the Tiger said nope, and uh, he, because I think primarily because he was coming back from like injury, and if he went down there, got injured straight away again, then you know it's not the best look. So so he seems to be cool with it, um, and he's much more eloquent about expressing. <laughs> the reasons and the benefits around doing such a thing than uh, than one uh, D Nofaluma. To the surprise of absolutely no one. In that interview, he also complained about having his tries stolen by young Tom Mafia as well because he because he got he got he got cramps and was taken off a couple of minutes before the end, and then oh, and then young Tom Mafia scored a try on his wing after he'd gone off. <laughs> <laughs> So he's all about. He still loves that junk time. Doesn't matter where he is. Junk time. Junk time worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh fuck! Now hell. you want you you want to talk about something, stepdad, about uh, the Melbourne Storm while we're on the uh, subject. My, my favorite story of the week was the uh, the response from the Melbourne Storm after Greg Alexander um, it essentially in the media came out and said what everyone fucking knows anyway. In that. If, and it's as you know, more more focus is given to tackles that that injure players. Obviously, with Jacko Hastings at the the Tigers having yep. to sit out the rest of the season and things like that, and that that every tackle that is so fucking malicious and clearly intentional and planned that it's given a name other yep. than just tackle. <laughs> yep, or high tackle or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, has been intentionally implemented by the Melbourne Storm. Right. You know, the, there was chicken wings, there's hip drops, there's all, all of Grapple this tackle. shit. Grapple tackle. Yep, that's it. And it's no secret to anyone that they were the first club that had those fucking um, ground ninja cuddle masters <coughs> teaching them how to fucking do it. 
Oh, there, there was there were, there are other clubs that had that had them, you know, potentially even earlier, but they were the first ones actually being taught essentially submissions. That's it, yeah. And and implemented like because this is the thing, like before before I started in jujitsu, you don't even fucking notice. Like just a simple one where a guy is face down, he's been tackled, he's rolled over, he's gonna get up and play the ball. The Melbourne Storm, they slip one hand under one side of his collar and then one hand on the other side, and then all they just straighten their arms and they're just, and they're actually choking the guy. Like yeah. it's, it's it's a chokehold that you would do with a gi, yeah. and um and it doesn't look like they're doing anything other than they've got their hands on his jersey. Exactly. So, but yeah, you know, and <laughs> again, it's true the Melbourne Storm, and this is not the fault of the Melbourne Storm for the success that it had. They, you know, for for them implementing it, fair enough. Say what you want about them as a, a club record label and as a motherfucking crew. It's the job of the NRL for not stamping it out and saying, hey, you implemented this, and so yep. here, here is a penalty for you for for implementing illegal tactics yep. into the game. Um, then, the Melbourne have shot back with the fucking laziest and most bullshit of fucking responses and called Penrith arrogant. Which, <laughs> which is just the fucking catch cry at the moment. Yeah. Because... They've won a lot of games and they won a grand final and, and they're a good, young, energetic football side. So, and they are, but guess what? They're allowed yeah, to be. That's it. But, they're, 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 they're but do you yeah. know what else that reply has? Nothing to do with anything that Greg Alexander said. Not once did he no. fucking rebuke anything that he said. No, yeah. no, we didn't. All of our fucking tackles are legal. We never designed any tackles that were... Uh, you know, designed to maim or hurt, or you know, or well, they could have done the well, ac- well, actually, well, actually, they could have done the well, well, actually, you know, such and such a club. The first instance of the blah blah tackle was when such and such in round something this year, but, you know, something year, yeah. they, you know, when this player did something to this player and caused this injury to him, and that was actually the first documented exactly use of that, you know, none of that exactly you know, because the, it doesn't exist because they fucking did it all. That's right. The guy's a cunt, not a liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's our cunt. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot there was one. There was, there was another story that comes through uh, just before we started recording, as often is the case. The Rabbitohs have been left stranded, potentially without a home ground for next year, <laughs> because because they came they came out and said, well, they they see the redevelopment of the city football stadium, and they see their spiritual homeland as like the eastern suburbs. So they want to move back to Moore Park in that new stadium when it starts, you know, yep. operational again, which will be for next season. Now, the thing is, they come out, they've they decided they want to do that. So they come out and publicly announce and formally announce their decision to quit uh, Acor Stadium at Sydney Olympic Park after 16 years. They announced they're doing that because they're going to go back to the rebuilt Allianz Stadium. Yep. But the New South Wales government is refusing to approve the move. <laughs> So, so they didn't. So they didn't get the green light to go back to Allianz before they announced that they're they're leaving the other one, and so it basically puts them in a in a position that, because it puts them in a financial position as well as like there's obviously the nomadic position where they don't have the ground, but it's also they can't sell corporate hospitality in yeah, advance. They can't it. sell seated memberships uh, or any of that sort of thing. Yep. So it it completely fucks them because I mean people are, you know that that sort of stuff starts getting sold at the latest. Although, you know, they're, th- they're thinking about it now and they're selling it in October. Although none of their members actually need seats because they're all fucking cats and dogs. 
or great or, or, or living under the underground yeah. in a graveyard. Yeah. That's it. So, so it actually doesn't disadvantage them at all. In fact, it improves their financial position because they don't even have to pretend to post out tickets to anyone. But um, speaking of grounds, what about fucking Glenny's West Tigers threatening with more deaths? Uh, you know, did, does anyone find the timing of this a little bit fucking coincidental? That the, the week after it came to light that no one likes them and no one cares about them and so they're not going to get any sort of upgrade at their home ground. Well, their seat's not marginal enough to require a fucking 50 barrel full of pork. But, but coincidentally, just coincidentally, the, the week after the story drops that there's all this fucking money out there for stadium redevelopments. Oh, no, a grandstand collapsed at Leichhardt. A railing. Oh, a railing. Fucking, have we checked security footage to see fucking Pasco undoing bolts from that thing the fucking <laughs> night before? You can and, just imagine him under, fuck, which one was it? Lefty, loosey, righty, tidy, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. Oh, no. Get Trickerboth on the phone. Fucking hell. Get a show bag ready. Put, putting the nuts in his show bag. What would Penrith <laughs> do in this situation? Yeah. I'll copy that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck it. They build a new stadium. Shit. Um, <laughs> But you know it's an inside job. I mean, decline, de- decline doesn't fucking melt steam steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> but it was clearly a controlled implosion. The, the, then the fucking the next day, the CEO's in there threatening. He's like, "Well, look, you know, more people are gonna die." Yeah. Well, the ambulance chaser Lee, he knows how to play to his constituency yeah. and his business interests. People oh, are gonna man. die. It's like a stadium in a third world country. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. I don't know. I to be think... fair, I think there's rugby league teams in third world countries that have never played the game before that have, would play better than the Tigers over points yeah. of this season. So it's probably well, fair that we're playing out of a stadium that's a third world grade. Yeah. Fuck. I, I, I don't ever think I remember seeing the 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 forty hour famine ads with a new fucking grandstand in the back for the <laughs> you know the little fucking distended belly kids. So they can run on and take field goals. In their orange and black jerseys. <laughs> oh, get Bob Geldof, oh, and also, on, the, get Bob Geldof on the phone. <laughs> also on the, subject, on, on the subject of the of the Tigers, of course, they they have uh, ceased they've ceased the move to move forward on their legal action regarding the two points that they were, they were legitimately robbed of by the NRL in the match against the Cowboys. Yeah, a couple what of weeks a fucking, back. What a shock! Yep, the Tiger. I mean, that's, that, it's like. Kevy Walters, you know, in Origin, he famously had that brain genius, you know, done, done, done guy. I mean, the Tigers must have fucking Siegfried and Royd the amount of times they fucking roll over, like on cue. So, I don't know, Glennie. Have you got anything to say in defense of your club? No, you can't defend the indefensible. Either fucking follow through or shut up. Especially when you when the when the, the chairman or whatever is like the principal at a fucking... Law firm, yeah, fucking. Surely, just... surely, those, surely those billable hours can get comped, <laughs> thrown yeah, under surely, a pro bono or something. You just fucking have a go, just to make a cunny yourself. Like, yeah. why not? What do you got yeah. to lose? Yeah. And then if it fucking turns to shit, your Pasco's boss, fucking send that cunny out to answer the fucking questions. <laughs> yeah. Send feed into the lines. What do you got to lose? <laughs> right, games. Round 22 coming up this week. And the first game that we have is 
the Penrith Panthers taking on the Melbourne Storm at uh, Penrith. Now the Panthers Where did you side. Say this game was being played, Nathan. I know. I'm fucking. I'm shocked and stunned. You look. I actually. And I almost. I almost tripped over the words because I almost just by habit started saying like you know the Korean housewife or Amy Park, but no. Um, for the first time this season, I believe uh, the Melbourne Storm are playing away from home. Now, the uh, <laughs> Panthers side. <laughs> I mean, you know, no fact checking done here, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, Fisher Harris is suspended, so he's replaced by Matt Eisenhuth. Uh, Kickout looks like he may make his return this week. He's been named in the reserves in jersey number 22. Um, Talon May, he's out. Chris Smith and Kurt Falls also out. Uh, so Taruva starts on the wing. Jennings comes onto the bench, and uh, Chris Smith makes way, of course, for the aforementioned Billy Army kick out. The Storm side, Munster moves back to 5'8". <coughs> After the, uh, another brilliant game at fullback last week, uh, Meany returns at fullback. Cooper Johns shifts to half with Jerome Hughes out for a couple of weeks. Olam returns from COVID, pushes young Tonomapeo to the reserves, and uh, Felice Cafusi is out. For personal reasons, I believe the matter that a few weeks ago ultimately ended up worse. Um, Tom Eisenhuth is named in the back row and he's placed Chris Lewis on the bench. Look, I, th- I honestly, with all the outs and the substitute players in, both sides have been hit. Yeah. The one substitute that's, that immediately sticks out in me is Cooper Johns. And it's for that reason that the Melbourne Storm cannot win this fucking game. <laughs> um, Nathan, I'll, I'll direct your attention. Um, to well, not so much a replacement, it's his second game, but uh, in number two for the Storm. I noticed last week in the in the team list on NRL.com, <clears throat> uh, they had David Nofaluma listed on the wing for the Storm and there was no photo, there was no image. They hadn't had time. Sometime in the last seven to ten days. Sure, um, surely they could just surely they could just grab like, you know, another one of the players and just no, Photoshop head. No, to- this is I'll tell you what they've done, is they've fucking dragged him into a into a, a room uh, after training, and uh, they've slipped the jersey on, and yeah. it, it, the cunt couldn't look ha- look happier, and and it's bringing back, it's bringing back a painful memory after uh, the grand final last year, and I can just imagine that um, at some point in the future, maybe not this season because he may actually participate if they happen to make the grand final, but can you imagine next year if Melbourne happened to win the comp? And then fucking David Nofaluma is snapped around the fucking streets of Campbelltown, hanging out of a car, wearing his wearing Melbourne his Storm, Storm jersey. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what Tigers players do. Wearing his grubby, his grubby Storm jersey that he never handed to the cleaners after that the fucking last round. never taken off. <laughs> well, there's just next, next year's grand finals, just Melbourne and Penrith. And there's drone footage from a fucking Meriton suite. Dano and Noffer are just madly making out in their jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, Penrith at home for me. Oh, I, I still I still don't think that, uh, that the Storm are back. I mean, they they obviously got the win last week, but it was, it was against poor opposition and it wasn't by nearly enough. I mean, they had started out with that brilliant... Um, avalanche of points at the start of the game, yeah, and then were extremely ordinary for probably good 55 60 minutes of you know following that. Yeah. And it was really a single handed game by um Cameron Munster that, that got them the win, so I'll certainly secure them the win. So, look, I just, I just, I still think they're massively out of sorts, 
Two points last week means nothing. And I think they're heading for another you know, reasonable loss. I mean, I just don't think they've got the personnel at the moment on the field to even lift for the fact, you know, they're playing the Panthers and, you know. it. Obviously, they, they want to beat the best and, and they will be up for this game and they'll be preparing for this game like like it's it's the most important one of their season. And it probably is so far. The last time they met Penrith, Penrith flogged them. Like it was 30-odd yep. points on them last time they met. Um, but... The, the big switch here, and again, Munster was brilliant at fullback, but he's far more dangerous in the halves. Just the fact that he's in and around anything that's going on, he can play both sides, he's, he's an absolute fucking weapon, and he's in a purple patch. It's just unfortunate that it's happened you know, when, when they're so down on troops elsewhere. Um, for, yeah, for, for me, honestly, I, think, I, think, I just think with, with Jerome Hughes out... That pretty much puts a line through the storm for as long as he's not there. It does. Um, which now, let so, alone games against you know teams like Penrith. Look, you say put you say put a line through, but it it does mean with with any other team, it would just be like, yep, okay, cool. Focus on Munster. Everything's coming from Munster. Yep, everything goes on him. But but he's good enough that he'll get around some of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can you can overstate how important Fish is for that. Panthers forward pack just for his fucking work ethic and for not no one would would want to be letting him down you know he's he's not that prop who takes a couple of hit ups and then goes and goes missing for a while he's in and does everything he needs to do so he's got big shoes to fill no one wants to let him down in equal parts because they love him but also because they're scared of him yeah 100% <laughs> I can't actually watch interviews mm. after games with James Fisher. No, <laughs> exactly. If, if, if you notice, I don't say his name because I'm worried if I do <laughs> say it three times, he'll come out of the computer and kill me. <laughs> and I genuinely love him. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah, look, Penrith need to stand up for this one. And they really need to, to put a show on here to say that, look, Melbourne are coming for us and they're, they're close to the best opposition we're going to have. So we, we need to put put a damper on their season. Yeah, that, that might be what their internal motivation is. But in reality, they don't need to do... They don't need shit. <laughs> it means nothing if they lose this game. No, it does. Like, absolutely, absolutely fucking nothing. Munster has to have an absolute superhuman game just to give Melbourne a chance of winning. Yep. Yeah. And... And I still don't think it'll be enough. <laughs> their, their, their defense still isn't isn't right. I mean, no. that's and that's where that's the thing's going to. I mean, yeah, Munster could score some try. He can score another hat trick this week. Mm. But is that are they going to concede less than eighteen points? Yeah, good point. You know, probably not. The Warriors take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Oh yeah, pub slot delivers again. And uh, this one's taking place at Mount Smart Stadium over in New Zealand. The Warriors. Okay, what have we got? Violia and Assi come out of the side. Aitken moves to the back row. Penne out of the side. Egan moves to hooker. And Lussick is benched with Otokolo pushed back to reserves. Curran starts lock. Uh, the doggy side. Tavita Pangai Jr. is out. Harry Edwards comes back onto the bench. And that is the only change there. It really struck me. I didn't mention it when we were, when we were talking about the games last week. It really struck me that you and A can never fucking pass the ball. He's the new Gandalf. Like, yeah. When, when I when I said towards the end of the game there, where 
where the Warriors had these several like long, you know, almost length of field breaks that should have resulted in tries, you know, in either that play or subsequent ones. The there were a couple of them. There are a couple of them because fucking you and Aiken would get the ball and step back to the short side when there was a massive line out and all of the fucking defenders were bunched in front of him. And like, that guy is um, gigantic. I'm going to almost crown him as the biggest hog in the game. Yep. At this point, yep. this, you know, it's it's irrelevant. To, it's irrelevant to the um. Yeah, you know, to the, the actual tail of the entire game, and they've got him stuck in the back row now. So, yeah, you know, true. Maybe maybe he'll just be taking the taking the hard carries, but yeah, um, there's certainly not going to be any uh, any any silky ball play out in the <laughs> out in the fucking edges from you and Aiken. Um, look, the doggies have done enough over over the Mick Potter era to well and truly, uh, you know, be given favoritism against this Warriors side. Yep, uh, sure. they still they they still don't put in for a full 80 minutes and they can you know, drop off a little bit around the 60 minute mark. But are the Warriors going to be in, in touch with them at that point anyway? I mean, the New Zealand thing, is that a factor? Does that bring the Warriors? Because with the Warriors, it is all mental. I mean, they've got some fucking, I mean, like players like, you know, Adam Fanua Blake and Tohu Harris and Curran is always, you know, always a star for him. Reese Walsh in attack, but they shouldn't be getting run through like they are. So it's it's all it's all attitude and does Mount Smart game, you know they've started those games strongly, but is that enough to beat the dogs? I'd probably not. Yeah, no, agree. Yeah, I I'd, I'd like to tip the Warriors for, for the New Zealand uh, the Mount Smart factor, but I just I don't feel comfortable doing it. I think that like you say, the dogs, um, whilst patchy at times, their form um, since Barrett has been shifted um, is far better than his entire tenure at the clubs. Mm. And I um, I think they've got enough there, even even just the um, Adokar-Burton combination is probably enough to do the Warriors in. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, looking at them, and, you know, I don't know, maybe we're extrapolating too much here from from what we assume the clubs are doing, but you look at the Bulldogs... And it seems as if they're building into next year. Yeah. They they understand that they've got more pieces on the way, but the combinations they form now and the reps they do now in games will serve them next year. Yeah. You know? Whereas the Warriors, on the other hand, you know, and both of them lost a coach this year, but it's just a tale of two very different clubs and, and two very different mentalities. The the Bulldogs, everything's positive and everyone's looking to the future and, and their fans have been through some fucking dark years, you know, but but there's finally, I guess, almost that light at the end of the tunnel, more so than there's been in a long, long time. And the Warriors, after losing their coach and having a, a fucking hero of the club and the nation take over as, as caretaker before, um, as we were quite properly corrected, that Webby takes over next year. Um, yeah. But but there's there's none of that positivity it seems in the Warriors. Like who have they got coming to the club? Who's who's the pieces that well fuck if we can get this even seventy five percent right now, you know next year that's a springboard and we get this and this and this. That reminds that actually reminds me of something I didn't talk about at the top of the show. This Isaiah Papali situation is fucking ridiculous now. I yeah. mean, there's been for about a month. There's been chat that you know perhaps he's having second thoughts about his move to the West Tigers for next year, and he, he might backflip and all, all that sort of thing. 
And then today, and, and he sort of said, he came out and justified it to say, all my discussions when I was talking about moving to the Tigers with, were with Madge. And yeah, what his plans for me were and what his, his vision was of the role I'd play, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, you know, now he's not there. So, you know, I'm just like, you know, having second thoughts. But then he goes on to say, it's not that he's just having second thoughts about that because now it's like, he may end up with the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end, like, motherfucker, this is... Is it Matt? Like, oh, I would hate to be... I'd, I, I, I'd hate to fall on the same side as history as fucking Clint Newton, but you signed your contract. You have like a cooling off period in which you can have your second thoughts and walk away. You let that well and truly fucking expire by how long? Fulfill your fucking, fulfill your contract. Yeah. Yep. Like what's the fucking point of signing players anymore? If like all the checks and balances that are in there to, to, you know, make these things happen. And yes, yeah, so I think the Tigers. If you know, if they want to start a lawsuit and 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 see it through to the fucking end this time, you'll be making sure that motherfucker straps on a jersey next year. Yeah. Yep. Because like it's one thing to say, oh, you know, Madge is not there, I'm comfortable, you know, and then stay at the Eels. Sure, it's. I mean, it's not great, but optic. The optics are far better <laughs> than, than. Oh well, I'll just go to the Warriors. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> shit. Um, but on this, the doggies. I think doggies will win fairly comfortably. Yes. Unless the unless the unless the Warriors at the end of the game, the last twenty minutes, the, the doggies fall off like they do. The Warriors start doing their length of the field thing that they did last week and actually convert some of the opportunities. I just don't think they got it in them though. Yeah. Late game Friday, the Eels take on the Rabbitohs at Combank Stadium, the Eels side. Uh, welcome back. Offahiki Ogden onto the bench with Makatoa pushing to reserves. The Rabbitohs side. Sele returns. He starts with Saluka Fafita out of the 17. And that's it. Latrell Mitchell. I think Rabbitohs. Manly had plenty of success down the left-hand side mm. of the Eels all fucking night long. You know, with Jason Saab, you know, compiling, you know, one of his best games of his entire career. Uh, the Rabbitohs left side. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking great night for AJ. I don't respect the Eels at all, to be honest. Only they're far... Like, apart, the only matchup they I ever liked them in is against Penrith because it's the only one that they've... that they have exhibited any fucking ability to consistently... Get up, compete or. at the same sort of level, yeah, week in, week out when they play that. But you know, then you just other games, you just don't know what you're going to fucking get with them. Yeah, that's it. You just don't know. It's been billed as a big game, and it is uh, given that both teams' positions on the ladder and, yeah, and the absolutely. quality of the South um, side now that Mitchell's back. But um, the fact that it's been billed as a big game, Mitchell's a big game player, and I think um, if the game's close, he'll be the difference, but I don't expect it to be close. I think Seas will um, do a reasonable job on Para. Yeah, yeah and if it's yeah. close, Parramatta don't have anyone to step up in a close in a close game. No, exactly. They're, I mean, their 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 sole guy in those situations is Mitchell Moses. Yeah, and even then, you know, it doesn't happen every time for him. Yep. Um, honest, honestly, unless unless they can perform a Jedi mind trick on on fucking Jackson Paulo and. <laughs> and uh, and Isaac Thompson or Isaiah Tapp, they can, unless they, unless they could do a Jedi mind trick that makes them fall for fucking Sean Lane shit every time. Yeah, no chance. And I and I can see the Rabbitohs, especially with a a, a better hooker, uh, you know, the likes of Damian Cook, guiding things around and sending guys like Kalama Tungy at fucking Jacob Arthur all night. 
Yeah, I'd, I, I'd see the Rabbits winning this one comfortably. Yeah. Which means I'll probably lose. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Roosters take on the North Queensland Cowboys on Saturday afternoon at the SCG. I'm sick of the SCG. Can't wait till they build out a fucking ground. It's just, I'm not a fan it's of finished, the... yeah. Well, not, they're not using it yet, though. No, no. Yeah. They need to hurry up and get that shit in the gear. Um, <sighs> okay, the Roosters. Egan Butcher replaces Ben Thomas on the interchange. North Queensland Cowboys re- welcome back Jordan McLean uh, via the bench. Jake Granville was, is the player who makes way. Cotter starts, and Jermaine Tenor Brown will be coming from the bench. Well, two Roosters teams are again. favourites in this game. By, by a reasonable yeah. margin, 225 for the Cowboys, dollar sixty-five for the Roosters. Yeah, I mean, and the I Cowboys have travelled well this year. Mm, mm. They've, they've, they've travelled pretty well. And um, the Roosters have lost, the, you know, they've had some some good performances. They, they haven't really been consistent and haven't shown that they're... They haven't been putting 80 minutes together. No, no. exactly. Um, I'm so, surprised by that. No, I, I actually, I'm actually going to tip the Cowboys. Yeah, my respect for the Cowboys has got has decreased, you know, over the last sort of probably month and a half, just on the defensive side because they really did put a premium on points that they that they let in, uh, you know, and particularly you know sort of like midway through the first half, all those crucial periods before halftime, and then you know in, into the second half, they just didn't they just didn't concede points during those those times. But that's happened a lot over the last sort of six weeks, and they have but they have let some reasonable scores in. So um, look, they need to tighten up their defense but I just you just don't know what you're going to get out you don't know which rooster side are you going to get the team that was absolutely fucking lethal you know throwing points on at a, at a point a minute rate in the first 20 minutes yeah or are you going to get the team that can't get out of their own fucking way mm. I mean I think their attack has come is coming together better and more consistently than it has been at any other, any other point in this season yep but they're still like they're still not there, and you know, and this close to the finals, I don't know if they're ever going to really get there. But yeah, I just think the Cowboys are those young fucking back rowers. Too strong, too strong, and just too many opportunities generated in the course of a game by guys like your Nanais and your Tamalolos. I mean, they're like they're fucking relentless, and if there's a half opportunity to pop an offload, mm. jump on a ball that's you know contested. Like they're fucking there every time in that contest. Yep. So and the form that Drinkwater's in as well. Like those, you know, he's the perfect guy to capitalise off those half chances with the edge back rails and the guys, you know, with offloads in them. And yep. and he's putting himself more and more and more in the the perfect position to capitalise on those. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, much as Tedesco has done his entire career. So. Um, I expect Teddy to, to be strong for the Roosters, but um, I think the Cowboys will win 1-12. to 12. Yep. Mm. I would agree. Moving to Saturday afternoon, the West Tigers take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, uh, heading out to Tamworth. The Tigers side. Stafford Tyler moves to the wing to cover Ken Mamalo, who is out with a PCL injury. Roberts comes in at centre. Musgrove named prop. Offerhangawi moves to lock. And uh, Glennie's favourite icy pole, back to the bench. <laughs> the shark side. The caramel icy pole. <laughs> <laughs> Lachlan Miller replaces Connor Tracy. Uh, Trindle remains in 5'8". And uh, Finucane returns from suspension at lock with McInnes benched. Yes, well, this could be Glennie, interesting. <laughs> justify their existence. 
How much are you going to win? How, how much are you going to win by? How many golden guitars are you going to smash over their heads? Um, I think we might uh, we might be picking our fucking banjo at the end of this one, to be quite honest. But uh, mate, you smashed the Broncos. We did. You, you, you technically the fucking, beat the cow. You the technically Cowboys. beat the Cowboys. Killed yes. Them. I mean, the Sharkies. Are the you know the Sharkies are chasing the Cowboys. I mean, this one. Yeah, they I, may not challenge <laughs> after full time. I expect. Um, I. Expect them to be more up for this game than they were for the fucking Knights last week. Um, the irony- can they be though? Can can they can they be? I mean, it was was a symptom was the, the Knights thing a symptom of being favourites for the first time in the history of the, the joint venture, or was it because, <laughs> or, or was it a symptom of the fact they didn't have fucking Jackson Hastings in the side, <laughs> and that's as good as they play without him? Time will time will tell, I guess. Um, I expect the Sharks to be very strong, um, and I'm, I wouldn't say I was confident about what the Tigers are going to bring to the table in this game, as much as it pains me to admit it. Well, much like the Roosters last week, the Sharkies they, they, yeah, they started off brilliantly, and then you know were fairly porous towards the end of the game, and they sort of they had enough of a lead to to, to fall back on during the, you know during the game and then get away with the win, but they weren't great. Mm. After the, uh, you know, they, they were great in that period where the game was there to be won, but in any, all, all of the other areas, not so much. Look, you've convinced me now. Fucking Tigers thirteen plus. Um, I expect, <laughs> I expect Stafford Toa to uh, to be a little more effective. Should a grubber be put behind him, then Kenny Queen Mary Marlow. Um, mm-hmm. On his fucking one leg, I think he actually played with a PCL um, injury last week and just completely fucked it. Which is, he probably should have had the week off. Yeah. But um, no, we're we're obviously Cronulla are particularly strong is through the forwards, um, and the Tigers are going to have to be very strong through that area. But I just you know, Fanuke and Wade Graham uh, on the edges. And then you, you've got Hines and um, Talakai floating around for you know with a bit of space. It's it's dangerous, and the Tigers definitely need to play like they did against against the Cowboys and the Broncos to have any chance of winning. So, yeah, I mean, I think the problem with the West Tigers in this game is that there's some really key matchups that the Sharks have the advantage in, and that's numbers one through seventeen. <laughs> we and, are a little bit light on in our bench, I will say. Also, with, uh, the caramel icy pile is one thing, and I'm 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 here for him. Um, and Tommy Freeban, great debut last week. Um, the Peach and Austin Diaz. Um, so half our bench, I'm not 100 percent sold on, if I'm honest. Um, and the whole bringing Peachy on to relieve New Brown of the hooking duties. Not sold on that fucking idea either, to be quite yeah. frank. So, um, could be a tough afternoon for the Tigers, uh, but they've shown in in recent form that they they are obviously getting up for the better sides, and the Sharks are definitely one of those. So, could be one of those games. Probably they can channel the channel the spirit of Lee Kernigan and uh, What's, and bring home another win in Tamworth. What's that? A speech know. impediment. <laughs> <laughs> The Broncos take on the You know, fucking Casey Chambers and bore every cunt to death. Casey Chambers yeah. is an Aussie hero, Glenn. 
they can do a cover. They, they can they can do they can do a, a modern twenty twenty two reworking of her hits hit single. Not pretty enough. Is they not good enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah. Even if you want, if you want to rhyme, you can go say not shitty enough in brackets to win the spoon. <laughs> or uh, no, nof brackets a oh. <laughs> shitty enough. <laughs> He's, he's, a, he's a storm. He's a storm's this, problem now. We could do this all night. We it's, could. Um. It's not for shitty enough. Yes. Sorry, I thought it was a quiz. <laughs> Saturday night, the Broncos take on the Knights. Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane Broncos side. Welcome back to Murray Martin at fullback. We're testing you out. Um, the Bronco Lee replaces Dane Mariner and Walters. Is a starting hooker with Turpin on the bench. Newcastle Knights side. Clune comes back, replaces Clifford in the halves. Clemmer is back in, welcome back into the fold as well. Jacob Saifidi on the bench. Mitch Barnett is out with Croker named Locke. I think the Knights are going to trot up to uh, Brisbane and full of confidence after dispatching the Tigers last weekend and get a fucking rude shock. And I think they're going to get absolutely fucking belted in this game. This will give us a good idea of um, just how tired the Broncos are at the end of the season because they've looked like they've been flagging a little bit the last couple of weeks. Mm. I expect them to be tired at the end of this game from running fucking tries in all, all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, the, the, Knights, the, the Knights aren't good. I mean, can an Anthony Milford revenge game spur any, any action out of the side? I mean, Clemmer, he's been sat there furious for a week. Yeah. Is he, he going to get sent off in the third minute? Or is he going to get belted, much? you know, for his first three hit-ups and not be sighted again for the rest of the evening? Until, oh. until the until the uh, 77th minute when he fucking just yeah. starts humping a guy and trying yeah. to pick a fight with him when he gets uh, up to play the ball, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, guys, we're down by 60. Time for the crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's clever time. <laughs> Someone duck into a tackle so I can protect you. <laughs> yeah. Um, real talk. The Broncos are fucking serious. They've got to win this game and win it well. Yeah, yeah, they do. You talk about Penrith needing to make some sort of statement against the Storm. The Broncos need to make a statement to say that you know, getting flogged by the West Tigers is not what they're about. <laughs> happens, <laughs> happens to all the good teams, now. Does it now? Does no. it? No, no, it doesn't. It happened to when? one good team in the last month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you got a couple this year. Let's yeah, let's be real. Um, well, we, we haven't. We, the Broncos, we put a bit of a score. We haven't really flogged anyone. We beat Para by a point. Yeah, I mean, but like the running and the play was, you know, fairly convincing in that last I'll minute there. It. I'll take it. <laughs> look, I'm trying, trying to talk them up. But, uh, yeah, two ordinary back-to-back performances from the Broncos after a really good one against the, the Eels a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, they got to turn it around. Because they are one of the teams that they, you know, if, if anyone could fall out the bottom of the eight, they're one of them, given the run Yes, that's it. The uh, Canberra Raiders take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons uh, early game on Sunday. This one's happening down in Canberra. The Raiders side, uh, Tarpanay out. Gula comes into the starting side at prop. Horsburgh returns on the bench. Xavier Savage returns in fullback. And uh, Albert Hopawate moves to the wing with uh, Nick Chotrick suspended. The... Dragon side. Uh, Tarek Sims is suspended, and uh, that is his Dragons career over after taking the early guilty plea and being suspended for the rest of the regular season. 
Um, Maguire starts in the back row. Uh, Fumiano named on the bench. Billy Burns on the interchange. And murderous Frank Molo is out, but they replaced it with his brother, Michael, at lock. Does anyone know, maybe if Ricky Stewart's dad owned a milk bar and any of the Dragons players, you know, maybe stole a fucking killer python from that milk bar 30 years ago? I'm just yeah. wondering what the fucking shit's going to be in this press conference this week. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, think of the longest bow you could possibly draw. Um, again, another, another fucking game. The, the Raiders need a statement. Yeah, Tarpane is out, and that's one of the biggest statement makers they've got in their side yeah. over the period where they've been, you know, goodish. But, but again, like here's this thing: Whiten, you, you're the fucking the defending Dalian medal winner. Well, defending did, a couple of years ago when he got it. Did well, did, didn't he get it last year? No, no. no. Tom, Tom no. got it. Last the, great, year, the greatest fucking season of rugby league history by an individual player, Tommy Trevojevich. I'd, I'd forgotten he fucking played anymore. I thought he'd fucking <laughs> retired. Nice, nice save. Nice um, save. Legit, legitimately the greatest season of rugby league performed by any player in the history of the game. There you go. I've just, but, I've just bagged Ricky Stewart for hanging on to shit, and I've hung on to Nathan Cleary not winning it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Ricky. Ricky, I empathise with you. <laughs> Fucking weak gutted dogs. Um, but this but again, is this is this is a, this is a gimme. Both of the sides are you know, fairly you know, uh, comparable on the on in terms of ladder position. The Dragons, despite the bleeding of their 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 racist fan base, I mean, this season where they were one of the t- two teams that were probably favoured to win the spoon. Yep. The fact that they have performed that are on the fringe of the finals. I mean. How much makes you happy? You can't go from fucking nothing to the premiership in in a single season, man. It's extension worthy for Griffin, surely. Five year. Well, I mean, it's better than fucking Mary Ball, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, by virtue, by and large, by Ben Hunt Hunt playing absolutely fucking worldies every week for them and being and dragging them on his, you know, yeah, yeah, dragging them along along his coattails. But still, be that as it may. And I mean, with you know, Andrew McCulloch in the side more often than not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ben Hunt is playing a Dally M medal quality season in fucking concrete boots. Mm. Yeah. Named Moses Umbai and Andrew <laughs> McCulloch. It's a fairly shit endorsement deal that he's managed Aaron to Woods. to rethink. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I, I, expect, I expect the Raiders to win this game. I think that it's there's more on the line for them. And... Just across the park, there is there is more talent. I mean, the Dragons have got some very fucking plotty forwards in there as well. The the Raiders, you know, working through their strengths should even without Tarpany, should by all. Which I mean, it's easier to name which members of the Dragons forward pack, and and to be fair, most of their bench aren't plotters. <clears throat> Save yourself a lot of fucking time yeah. and energy and oxygen. It, yeah. <laughs> Does it, like does, I want to give the benefit of the doubt, like to Jaden Sewer, I guess. Yeah, but but like other than that, I struggle. Yeah, the other thing that gets me about the Dragons is how they use Cameron McInnes. Yeah, like he he was, and you know, think back, it, but back before Upper, he had his his comeuppance, you know, returning to Penrith and and really making a statement about being the, the premier hooker in the game. It was it was McInnes or Cook for New South Wales. 
Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, the Dragons, I mean, the way they disrespected their favourite son, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then for, to, to the benefit of Andrew McCulloch is, yeah. Fuck me, anyway. There was a lot of things that happened during the end of that Mary time. I mean, he was he was a, he was a Mary boy. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, and uh, you know you saw him, yeah, you know, having having the cuddles with him and everything after the last game yeah. when they dragged up to that win and everything before he got the mm. asshole. Yeah. But really, um, but, I mean, yeah. Jaden Sewer, you're right. I'll give him a pass. But you've got Michael, my brother's alibi, Molo, mm-hmm. um, fucking Josh McGuire, the epitome of a plotter, Blake Laurie. Andrew McCulloch, and on the bench you got Woodsy and fucking Billy Burns. Fuck mm. out of here. Canberra should dispatch of the Dragons by a fucking good scoreline. Yeah, unless it's pissing down, mm. and Ben Hunt has another fucking yeah, all time, all time fucking performance, <laughs> all time. Um, and the final game of the round, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls at Hope Solo Coliseum. The uh, Titans side, they've moved Aaron Clark back to hooker. Aaron Booth with a horrific injury is out for the rest of the season. And, um, you know, potentially, I guess, doesn't really start at the start of next season either, the way his leg went in every fucking direction. Um, Isaac Liu comes in at lock. Patrick Herbert replaces Marzu on the wing. And uh, Marzu is in the 14. Uh, the Manly side, Toff simply starts prop. Paseca, something happened to him, injured, I think. Um, Aloye returns via the bench. No longer named Kieran, as dead man. Kieran Foran is supposed, to, you know, he was supposed to be injured and potentially played his last game for the club uh, after the after last week's game. Um, he's named at six. I see, I see the fucking Blinky McFadison, or you know, Chubby McTubby named in the eighth, named, named in the fucking. <laughs> Fat Stevie Wonder named in the eighteen, and I can't. Um, uh, and I expect on Saturday when they cut it at whatever time they're going to cut it by four p.m. I expected there's going to be a change there, and then Foran will be out, and then he'll be thrown in there. Uh, you know, apparently Foran's okay, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, the way they were talking in the days after his uh, injury on <clears> last <throat> weekend, they were they were talking like you know, m- yeah, maybe he gets back for a home farewell in two weeks, but yeah, he maybe he's played his last game. So <laughs> Oof, that's rough. And see Hank, Hank Scorpio there in the 20, making his return back from the, the uh, broken hand that he sustained in his uh, Reggie's return from uh, the ACL injury that he healed himself through the power of fucking just sheer determination. And um, the fuck are you talking about? Brad Parker suffered an ACL injury. And after he suffered his ACL, this was probably round I don't know, let's say five. And they said, well, obviously ACL season, but what we'll do before we do the surgery, we're just going to let it go for like a couple of months and just see if he can, if he can heal up itself without surgery. And it did. And so he returned from an ACL through sheer determination, the kind of determination that being teased as a ranger every day of your life builds inside. And uh, through, through those flaming red fires, he repaired so he his called, ACL. He sat there and called his ACL a ranger non-stop well, for three months and it made and it, it that strong that it just fucking healed itself it, it healed itself and then he came back um and through, through uh blacktown played a game for blacktown and broke his hand in his first game back so <laughs> he's now healed that as well although on a shorter time frame and he's there in the 20 so like look. red-headed jesus <laughs> 
And, well, and, and Brad Parker you, to run out in sandals at this rate. Mate, fucking red. Red is a colour of the rainbow, and he would have worn that fucking jersey too, believe you yeah, me. He would have. Um, and so, look, yeah, bring him back in for one of those other dead cunts any day of the week, I'll have you, Brad. Um, yeah, look, I mean, you'd think that Manly would win this game. They'd have to win by, you know, by 50 to give themselves a chance of anything going for, on for the rest of the season. But, um, look, Maybe yeah, maybe the cues in Iraq too. Who fucking knows? I mean, what do they believe? I mean, yeah, their beliefs are oh. fucking a strong, contentious point. Do they do they believe that you know if they win four games, one of the teams will slip and they'll and they'll get into the the finals? I mean, if they're of that belief, then you know the Titans are a great you know sacrificial lamb for them to you know score some points, um, buff up the differential somewhat, and uh, move on to you know more difficult games. You know, but look. Who fucking knows? I mean, Titans are terrible. They should, uh, by all by all metrics, get flogged in this game, especially with some of the puzzling fucking selections with Aaron Clark going back to hooker, and like and like, why is Marzu a a chunky ish winger. winger? Why is he in the fourteen? What what's the fucking plan to replace him? Well, maybe like, when, are they, going, when, are, fucking... when are they going to inject him into the game? <laughs> maybe they see him as a. Uh, I mean, I can't even fucking say it. An option in the, an option in the fucking back row. Like, where else would he? Where else is he of any value? It, is this the other thing? than the wing? With where li- literally hope's been given up. So this is well, fuck. Get get some runs in, boys. Take a number out of a hat. Whatever number you pull out, that's your jersey. You play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Position cool. of. Fortune! So, yeah. Hell. I mean, obviously, Manly 13 plus in this game. But, um, look, with, with no, yeah, who fucking knows? Because I've got questions about our bench as well. I mean, it's not it's not as marjoui as the Titans one is. But, you know, I do I do wonder why, um, you know, you've got a, like a, a very light back rower, you know, slash centre, as well as a centre who's become a reasonably good impact sub you've yep. got so two like because ben turbo clearly they he's there to cover back row right he's not yeah well he 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 would be yeah you would assume that he's coming on as a as a back row interchange mm-hmm. yes and dylan walker fair enough he's got utility and he comes value. in with the superstar yeah. yeah he's got utility value yeah. yeah i mean ethan bullimore who knows what you're going to get out of him because i mean like i've i've been you know in conversations, so you know, pushing him to you know, he should be seeing more more time in first grade. Uh. And he had that amazing game against uh, in the, the Rainbow game. He had an amazing game, played eighty minutes and was amazing. Um, then, but last week, I mean, the, the fucking defensive, like he he let through one of those like a clean fucking line break um, for for the Eels last week that just looked fucking embarrassed, embarrassed himself in defence. And obviously, that's one of the factors which is why he's not seeing so much first grade. You know, um, yeah, so true. work on that motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how we go. I mean, like when it comes down to you know to Aloy, I mean, he seems to be you know when he is in the side, yeah, the forwards tend to go well. So mm. yeah, but yeah, as it may, we'll see. Man, man, fucking easy, thirteen plus. Yeah, fucking hate it's a four pm game though too because oh, you got you got game. the highest paid player in the history of the game. And if you can't get your home against the Titans, fuck And me. greatest. Jay, yeah, like, you've been involved in this show for many, many years. And 
I've never, and I don't know about you, but I've never heard Nate be so wishy-washy and fucking negative and potentially fucking considering the the, the chance that the Titans may actually win a Boys. game such as this. Have you boys, ever? I've no. never seen this before boys, it's been, in my boys, life. Boys, it's been a long week. I'm very fucking tired. I apologise for my actions. Manly 13 plus. Of course, these cucks are going to oh, get fucking absolutely, back. absolutely fucking eviscerated. I don't know where you go. I don't know who that mighty... other cunt was, but I don't like him at all. Thank, thank you gonna, very they're much. Gonna send, they're going to fucking, they're, they're going to they're gonna send these cunts home in body bags worse than they did last year when they scored 58 fucking points against them, much and of, of, of which about 50 were in the second half of the game. Yeah. And let me tell you, that game, that game almost felt, that second half felt too fucking long. I was watching the replay and we just run in try after try and I'm like, oh, this must be, and I'm like, holy fuck, we've still got another four fucking tries to score yet. This game's still going. There we so, go. Yeah, it'll be like that again. Glenn smelling salts Blakely. Thanks for yeah. waking him up. Gotcha. Fuck, fuck the Titans. You're already getting a spoon. Fuck now, other Nate too. But that now we are going to fucking pussy. <laughs> but now, now we're going to do. Well, I'm gonna, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be watching this game, and Manly's performance is going to be so amazing. I will be fucking other Nate. We'll be fucking going hammer and tong at it. Um, are you actually going to fucking like fire up that much that you might actually go and watch the game, Nate? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, gonna... I fucking watch every. I watch every fucking Manly uh, game when they're in the southeast the Queensland. Ground. Yes, I watch every Manly game when they're in southeast Queensland. You saw what you saw me, me last year, motherfucker. Went to like fucking fourteen games, up and down the coast, when we had the entire competition at our grasp. A simple yes would have sufficed, mate. Fucking, I'm you like, needed more. Your I'm your not insolence, Gold Coast Titans. Why are you taking your shit in, out on me for? Hey, your fucking insolence required more than a yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Next Look, thing you get Jaden and, get... and fucking yelling. Yeah, that's, that's, like I was money. just going to say, do, do, do you do you want me? Do you want me to get fucking stepped out? And you, oh, you, no, you bring don't. That cunt on. You don't. You fucking don't want. This is the thing. You th- you you're, you're flapping your you mouth, know, but you, you don't want what? that. We'll you don't want that, go that to work. And you can get Jade. You can get Jade to call, and I'll get Jay's business partner to call, and they can call each other. And, and you know fucking, what? It'll just I'll, implode on itself. I'll fucking I'll fucking go and collect him and drive him up the fucking hill and drop him at your front door. See how you like that. And I'll be like fucking. I'll be like Nicolas Cage playing both sides in that fucking gun movie. <laughs> I land an aeroplane in Toowoomba and Glenn, Glennie's kids come out and strip it for parts. <laughs> Leo just sets it on fire, sets the fucking remains on fire and just fucking walks away with a smile on his face. Oh, Slow-mo. boy. <laughs> Hang on, is that it? Is that the last game? That was the last game. That was the last game. So that, oh. that, that also signals the end of episode 486. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Boys, once can, again, thanks can to your I, listeners. Can I, yes. can I throw in what, what has become a much requested subject? We haven't done a fucking ladder predictor. <laughs> ladder Who of... has predicted that and in what forum did they do and it? Because why? I swear I've never seen it. Well, no one predicted it. No, who, who requested it? Sorry. Well, no, we're just we're going on because what we put in last time saved yes. in there. Right. right, okay, cool. So we've got Panthers of Melbourne. Riveting. While he's doing that, can you fucking give me an inventory count, Glennie, quickly? <laughs> Should put the, someone put the clock on. <laughs> well, I, I just want you to see that it's not possible for Manly to make the finals. Of course it's possible. They can finish as high as fifth, I saw today on on the on Twitter. Yep. Oh, okay, must be real. 
In what competition? <laughs> I saw an info, I saw an infographic where it had the team's highest possible finishing position and lowest possible finishing position. Yeah, so mainly have... almost they're almost certain to finish fifth. I saw. But I, I said I, I saw that as well on Reddit the other day. But it, it's not it's not Real. easy. So, uh, mate, it's an unpredictable competition. You never know what's going to happen. True. Uh, and I think we've got Parramatta losing almost all of their games as well. So that that's your biggest rival. You you need Parra to get fucking stomped. Broncos can roll out as well. Yeah, they certainly can. Um, so the Broncos, you reckon the Knights? They're looking tired. The oh, by easily, by heaps. <laughs> you laugh now. The next oh, on Monday, you'll God. be like, "Oh, oh fuck!" You'll be shell shocked. Look, the the rabbits are already going to beat the bunnies. The rabbits are going to beat the bunnies. Well, uh, okay. Sorry, the rabbits are going to beat the eels. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Look, I reserve the right to change my tips if it suits my fucking agenda. Agenda. That's it. Oh, agenda, mate. <laughs> and we've even got the Bulldogs beating the Eels for you. Yeah, Bulldogs, easy. Specials. Yep. Um, yeah, it's. it looks like it's that fucking... It, it's that rainbow jersey. Are you going to beat the Sharks or what? Yeah, flog them. If you Morgan beat, Harper's on the other side of the field of Talakai now, no problem. If you if you beat the Sharks, then then that's it. That that's your game. Yeah, it is. It is. We we like one one more game and we're a hundred percent zero chance. If we win all the games, then at least you put yourself in the position to Bradbury it if someone else falters. No, nah, it's not even you can you can lose one. No, no fucking way. Cannot lose again. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't. And the the other good twenty eight is the fucking twenty eight is the absolute minimum. You you play the Raiders. Yeah, we'll fuck them off easy. They ain't shit. But then even if the Eels beat the Broncos, you're still in. We got a dogs. Oh, fucking <laughs> love this season. I fucking love this season because of all of the because of the um the the matchups that are in the last last month of the competition. Like positions are up for grabs, and also like not just the eight entirely, but also like top four and stuff like that is, is still very contested and, and then home finals and, and that sort of thing. It's good fucking last four weeks, eh? I'll tell you, I lost to the Bulldogs last round, knocks you out. I, yeah, I think I think that the, the other results would have already knocked us out before that. No, us it, out. it's essentially Parramatta and Canberra. Yeah, okay. That's right, it. We're going to fucking flog, we flog the Bulldogs. Absolute bunnies. 66-0 part two, 2022 edition. Here you go. Fuck Mick, fuck Mick Potter, revenge game. <laughs> Corey Riddell, suck my dick, revenge game. That's, a, that's what I'm talking about. Trent, Trent Barrett, fuck your furniture, revenge game. That's what that, that's what that is. But that's a month away, so I don't need to worry about that shit for now. Um. So yeah, that is it. That's it for episode 486. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome, new listeners. Um, hello and goodbye. And um. Thank you to everyone who fucking supports the show, especially our wonderful patrons. And if you would like to uh, get some over 100 hours of additional content and counting, along with other benefits, merch drops, and more, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Um, and when we say merch drops, we just mean free fucking swag. Exactly. Legit. Exactly. It's there not. Are, there is, there it, is shit in production right now for our, the, the top two tiers. And if you're at the top tier, you're getting uh, two pieces of merch in the coming weeks when they finish being produced. Do you know what I fucking hate? And again, at Christmas time. You pay for something. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you for paying for this. Paying this 
gives you the opportunity to buy this. Yeah. No, no. We're not we just, about we, that. We, 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 it's, it's, it's gifts we're giving you. And not just the additional content, but you're actually getting physical fucking merch. Shit that matters. Exactly. Fuck. And 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 more importantly, shit that doesn't actually go on sale either. Yeah, anywhere. that's like it. Like you can't get it unless you're in it. That's so, it. So, and once the drop happens, then sayonara. You've got so, it as yours exclusive, never to return. So essentially, support the fucking economy by getting in and supporting the rampant consumerism that is give me free shit. Because we will give it to you. Yes. We're the field, want, field of dreams. If, if you, you want feet pics from Glenny, then by all means, say that shit. Fuck, man. I've, I've had that many fucking feet conversations this signed week. Eight, signed eight by ten fucking glossy shots of Glenny's feet coming your way. Fuck what you me. want, you get. Jeez, you'd have to zoom in to get an eight by ten life. No, Glenny. Glenny, I'll let you in. We've, we've been talking. Um, me and a couple Sounds of the dangerous. other lads... We're going to get all of our partners to start feet only fans so that we can all retire on that fucking sweet, sweet feet money. Yep. <laughs> so um, you, you, you can make a special appearance if you want, Glenny. We'll have a, a feet platform that you can use. Um, <laughs> War, Wars is going to be the foot choreographer. Oh, fuck. So oh. that's a problem. Fucking incredible! Big things. Obviously, man, a man, a man, a man with uh, with yeah, decades of fucking experience in visual merchandising, and, and I mean that man could fucking position well, a foot for a photo. Well, just a, a, you know, just a, a pure creative, just yeah. a pure fucking creative. Yeah. So, and a grub, oh, a creative yeah. grub, if you will. Thank you. Well, it's not, perfect. I mean, perfect grub. For I mean, job. It's, it's very, very Ricky Stewart area. I was going to say, I mean, fucking like Jesus grub, grub has. Like I mean, you know, like yeah, he's 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 a creative and sexy and a sexy man. He yeah, grub. I mean, grub is like such a negative connotation. You know what? Sex sells, and he's so sexy it gives itself away. <laughs> he's so sexy. He's so <laughs> he sexy that he doesn't. He, he's, he's so sexy that he doesn't that he doesn't hesitate to ask his wife to choke him when when he gets the urge. Glenn. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean that box has been. Ticked so so many times, he's fucking punched a hole through the card. <laughs> and and do you know what she says? She says, "Well, it's not because you're fucking sexy and I love you, but it's because you were brave enough to ask, and I fucking respect that. And there's nothing sexier to me than a man I respect." There's your lesson, Glenny. Go get go go Full get some time on episode fucking whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> go go get some respect put on your neck. <laughs> oh fuck it all. Oh, I love Glenny Glenny in the face of uncomfortable line of questioning. It's tremendous. <laughs> I mean, it's almost the reason to fucking put put, put these episodes on YouTube, <laughs> just so people can see. <laughs> oh, fuck oh, That's it. All right, fellas, uh, I'll talk to you boys, uh, I guess, uh, Monday night. Can't Done. fucking wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> if, I can, if, I can't get, if I can't get down for whatever reason to the footy and I can get on for the thing, we'll do a member side on, on Sunday Arvo, Glenny. But I think I'm going down there, so I'm going to carve out for, that time. For the... For the, the late Tigers game. game on Saturday? No, you're Saturday. Oh, you want to do Saturday? We can do it. Well, what else were we going to do? What are we going what, to do? Well, do what doing, time doing, 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 yeah, what time is it is? Saturday? Yeah, let's do five, that. Five, let, let me see. Yeah, okay. Perfect. 
That Tigers might, game. That might work. Fuck yeah. All right, done. All right, we'll do that. There you go. More content coming your way, patrons. Thank you for your support. And uh, thanks for listening again. And uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Later. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.